0: You can listen starting at 8 p.m. at KBO.fm or on the KBOO app. Our Latin Expansion Open House will be on the air for four hours starting at 8 p.m. till midnight. Call us at KBOO Studios for your shout outs at 503-231-8187. Yo. <laughs> 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 yeah. Keibu is excited to be part oh, yeah. of the 2018 Willamette Week Give Guide.
1: This year, Willamette Week and Cabu yeah. are challenging our community to give with yeah. their dollars and take action by showing up in real life. KBU has been showing up for over 50 years. Oh, yeah. Give to KBOO today and you yeah. get full access to the Chinook Book app, plus freebies from
0: Laughing Planet, gluten-free gem, Wee Press, and Nosa Familia Coffee. You can contribute right now at kboo.fm slash give or call
1: 503-231-8032. Support KBOO where music makes the movement.
2: Yeah. Uh is proud to co-sponsor the Portland Folk Music Society's concert season. On Friday, November 30th, the PFS concert features Patrick Ball and the legends of the Celtic harp in their program titled A Winter Gift. These three famed harpers perform Celtic legends and weave English and Irish literature with rare pieces of holiday music. The concert and storytelling event is at the Reedwood Friends Church, 2901 Southeast Steele in Portland at 7.30 p.m. On January 18th next year, the Northwest band True North will bring their folk and bluegrass stylings to the PFS stage. For more information, go to the website kboo.fm and look on the right side of the homepage under Community Events. This is David Barsamian of Alternative Radio, and you're listening to KBOO Portland. Coming up
0: next at 10, Flashpoints with Dennis Bernstein. At 11 on Between the Covers, it's um, the collected series of Diane Williams, over 300 new and previously published short fictions. All of these KBOO programs are made possible by member support. If you'd like to become a member, go to kboo.fm and click on Donate. <laughs> Flashpoints, we follow up on yesterday's bizarre and unbelievable London Guardian story about an alleged series of secret meetings between former Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort and Julian Assange. We'll also be joined by Randy Credico again, and we'll feature Abby Martin's in-depth interview with Credico, released today on Empire Files, that goes deep into the complex relationship between Credico and Roger Stone. And we will keep an eye on the border. All this coming up straight ahead on Flashpoint's Stay tuned. And you're listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. My name is Dennis Bernstein. This is your daily investigative news magazine. One moment, we're going to be joined by Randy Credico, but uh, first uh, we're going to go back to the border. Before that, I want to tell you that we had scheduled for today a powerful uh, documentary uh, by Jennifer Hasegawa, uh, a community's vision for living with a natural phenomenon. And this really has everything to do with 21st century life uh, and Uh, the new world order of nature, if you will. Uh, My ancient computer broke down in the middle of some hard work. Uh, So we're going to have to bring you that documentary tomorrow. But again, as I said, there's important stories breaking today, uh, and we want to share those with you. First, uh, uh, we are joined by Alex Mensing of uh, Pueblo Sin Fronteras. Uh, To keep an eye on the border, Alex, uh, Trump is... uh, Going crazy about the wall, the military. He said the tear gas uh, that they shot uh, uh, at the folks from Honduras was uh, was safe, uh, sort of nice stuff, uh, not very harmful. Uh, you want to give us uh, remind people what happened there? Give us an update of what the tension is at the border.
1: Thanks for having me on, Dennis. Uh, yeah, I mean what Trump says about what happened on Sundays is, is complete bogus. I was there and I watched as, uh, women and children and men were tear gassed by, uh, by border patrol agents. And in some cases, I think just to kind of think about the level of, of ridiculousness of what's going on. These are border patrol agents who were in Mexico. They were on Mexican territory. They had set up these kind of barriers of concertina barbed wire, um, along a canal inside Mexico and we're launching, uh, we're launching tear gas and firing rubber bullets at uh, a crowd of asylum seekers and refugees who are upset about the fact that this refugee crisis is not being recognized as such. And there were uh, children crying. There were people who had uh, injuries in their ribs and hands. Uh, in fact, a, a very prominent human rights defender uh, named Ruben Figueroa uh, who's been defending immigrant rights in Mexico for years was injured in his head and got four stitches because he was hit directly in the head by one of these, um, one of the the canisters of tear gas. So, um, this was a very, very aggressive move, uh, by the administration, very violent repression and uh, it's completely, completely uncalled for um in response um <clears throat> not directly to uh, to the Trump administration but in in response to this whole situation the members of the the Central American Exodus who have traveled through Mexico uh, over the course of the last weeks in, in extremely large groups uh, gathered and held a press conference yesterday where they made uh, several proposals and, and touched on several topics. Um, there, there's a few of them. One of them addresses arbitrary detentions and deportations by the Mexican government of Central Americans. Um, uh, the, they, they've been making the point that, um, the incoming, they've definitely got their eye on the incoming Mexican government because it's important to keep in mind that the incoming government has stated that it does not want to do it, that it will not do the U S government's dirty work when it comes to anti-immigrant militarization and repression. Uh, and they're calling on, uh, the, the exodus has called on a for a commission from the new government, uh, that will be coming in on December 1st to, to come to have a dialogue with them. Um, they want to know what's happening with the people who are being deported and make sure that their lives are being protected since they're being deported to a place where their lives are in danger. Um, and, they want to have uh, human rights defenders inside the detention centers where these, uh, where people are being sent inside Mexico. I actually got a call from a detention center earlier today by somebody who got picked up when, uh, when he was asking someone for a cup of coffee, uh, immigration came by, picked them up in the Mexican city of, of Mexicali where they were waiting to get to Tijuana to join. Um, and then the last, Uh, point that they made is one that I really want to highlight which is uh, the Central American Exodus is asking for the US government to process asylum seekers according to the law and and not according to this um, false uh, capacity issue that they've made up where they say they can only allow a certain number of asylum seekers to enter per day that's what's happening in Tijuana only 40 50 80 people are being allowed to exercise their legal right to seek asylum from Tijuana into the United States on any given day when there are over 5,000 people waiting, which are causing these stressful, unsanitary, unsafe um, conditions in, in Tijuana and putting, putting the, the responsibility on Tijuana civil society to deal with a refugee crisis that was created by the United States government and that the U.S. government is refusing to deal with.
0: How unsafe is it for a mom and a young child at this point? How would you characterize that?
1: Well, it's awful because the, the, the shelter, this temporary shelter that they're in, not only does it not have enough uh, shelter in terms of, there's no roof over where most of the people are sleeping. They're sleeping in this kind of muddy field and it's in this neighborhood right by the border that unfortunately is a hotbed of trafficking and um, and unfortunately cartel violence as well. There were four people, uh no, it's a group of three men um who are not related to the caravan murdered in cold blood during the day just a few blocks from from this shelter and that's where uh these Central American families are. It's the only place where they have to stay right now.
0: Wow. Um and I guess finally, what what other things should we understand about life at the border? We're talking about over five thousand folks there, and there's going to be more. And we're getting word of uh, of the caravan. So, wh- where is this going, and what should we be looking out for?
1: Uh, well, I mean, when I think that what what people should be doing, I'd like to make a call for anybody anybody who can do this to call your representative, call your senator, and ask them to. To tell the u s government to respect the right to asylum if people if the u s government would recognize that and would process people as they come to the border and not turn them away uh, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be dealing with this humanitarian crisis in tijuana um, so the, the the thing that one of the things that can help solve this is that the u s respects that right to asylum. Um, but what I actually think may end up happening in these days is that the, the members of the exodus are going to be calling on the international community to step in uh, other countries to, to provide some sort of solution. And that's going to be a, a tough sell, but it's something, that, it's something that we need to take responsibility for.
0: All right. Uh, Alex Mincing, uh Pueblos sin Fronteras, incredibly important organization. You all are under attack for the extraordinary work that you're doing and the risks that you're taking. Uh, and, uh, you know, the sort of the... Uh, uh, the U.S. government has you in the crosshairs, so we urge you to be careful, and we appreciate the uh, good information from the front lines. You are willing to put yourself uh, in the middle of, for instance, that protest uh, uh, that happened over the weekend that uh, led to the wounding, among others, of young children from uh, tear gas that isn't nice, uh, despite what the president, uh, President Trump says. Thanks for being with us, Alex.
1: Absolutely.
0: Thanks. Take care. All right. And you're listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. I think uh, we've got Randy Credico on the line with us. Uh, Randy, it's good to have you back with us. I was very excited to see uh, that there is an extended piece, which we're going to feature today, uh, uh, by Abby Martin. Uh, on the Empire Files. We, we've talked about some of this stuff through the years in terms of your background, the political work, uh, but I think in the context of what's going on now and the sort of uh, the feeding frenzy on Russiagate, the confusion around WikiLeaks, the fact, Randy, that people do not, like somebody like Rachel Maddow does not even begin to understand how WikiLeaks Works, or she would know better to think, uh, to to think that uh, Julian Assange is personally timing, manipulating, he himself is wheeling and dealing with documents. That's not how that institution works. And that's why all the so-called great newspapers and journalistic organizations in the world used Julian Assange until the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency and papers like the New York Times put the kibosh on him. How are you feeling today? What's your latest thoughts on what's going on around this?
2: Was really a tremendous show with Craig Murray uh, talking about Julian Assange. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, the misunderstanding, the misperception, uh, the um, propaganda, anti-Julian. anti-Wikileaks, anti-Julian Assange propaganda uh, that that really last night uh, this man was so ably uh, to uh, lay out. And, of course, you've been doing it, we've been doing it, um, talking about Assange. We've had that uh, huge series. Uh, You did uh, more than half of them with me I started out with 10 we ended up with like 26 so you were there uh, and uh, you were able to carry it on there at uh, KPFA and, and all those
0: programs are available if people want to check the archive learn a lot more about what was going on see what you were up to what we were up to it's all up there
2: yes it's all up there uh, Dennis uh, and you can get those um, episodes of the Assange Countdown to Freedom uh Online, and you can get them. I think when you have your fundraising drive, you can get,
0: uh, right. We don't want to talk about that 30. now, but yes,
2: yeah. all right. So, let me just yeah. say that we've been uh, doing this, uh, for a long time, uh, you know, since last year, but I just want to get the nitty gritty of it. The, um, the the the, um, the mainstream media not getting behind Julian Assange right now is a huge mistake for them because uh, the mainstream media the media in general uh, is called a, a enemy of the people by Donald Trump. So Julian Assange has supported all of these news organizations. He doesn't think they should be shut down. Uh, Julian Assange is a supporter of a free press, and that he is the. Like KPFA, he is a free agent, free press man, and uh, for them not to get behind him right now, as I've said many times, this is almost a cliche, it's collective suicide. They should be circling the wagons rather than the firing squad. So you see all of these people on, are they supporting Trump's attacks? On Julian Assange, are they supporting Pompeo? Are they supporting Whitaker or whoever has uh, put out these uh, outrageous uh, allegations and charges that have been unsealed recently by mistake? Are they supporting that? So they're supporting the president's attacks on WikiLeaks and Julian Assange and a free press. So they attack they attack the president. Uh, But at the same time, they're supporting him uh, implicitly by supporting the attacks on WikiLeaks and Julian Assange. So, as you laid out earlier, whenever he put out those emails by Hillary Clinton, they weren't timed to uh, you know to divert attention from the Access Hollywood. That was the day he was doing it, and you know you can't second guess him. He does what he does. He's a journalist. And, uh, you know, it just so happened to be coincidental on that particular day. That being said, um, I'm here today to talk about my recent uh, appearance on a show, which is like